0: welcome to Thoroughbill Weekly. What a day it was out there at Rosehill yesterday. It was a day and a half. Remember when Peter Volandes uh, announced the Everest? He, he locked all the slot holders in for three years. He said, this race needs three years to establish itself. So come along for the ride and, um, and we'll move on from there. Well, the Golden Eagle, three years in yesterday, has really established itself firmly in place as part of Sydney racing. It's here forever, it's going to get bigger and better, and so's this day. Uh, Ronnie and Lizzie are going to take you through all the highlights this morning.
1: Well, what a day of Australian racing, really. Um, there's just so much to talk about with this meeting. Uh, I don't want to start now. I want to just go through it all, because mm. there's just so many highlights yeah. and uh, to, the, that happened yesterday.
2: Yeah, but while we were watching the opener, I was like, I love that horse, I love that <laughs> yes. horse. There's So, so many um, great horses on show yesterday, but deserved winners as well. And we'll talk about all of those throughout the show and the bonuses and the jockeys and the colour. It was a- The money. Yeah, it was the money. <laughs> an epic it was day.
0: Let, well, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. Let's go to the Golden Eagle, and I'm thunderstruck. Now, in the three runnings of the Golden Eagle, the winners of the Golden Eagle have all been Group 1 winners before they took this race. This is how serious this race is.
1: And you go back through the, and look at the fields of the previous ones we've had, and look at the horses and what's happened since. So, we're, we're talking a serious race here. Uh, it's worked, the four-year-old race at this time of year. And this is a serious horse at the same time. Um, I'm thunderstruck. He's a, you know, he, his first look at Sydney. Um, Buey put him into a beautiful position he went with the horse Um, I I thought what are you doing get into him get into him and he he just knew that the horse was going to explode once he got him onto his right leg and he was tight at so many stages through this race he had you know uh, that little filly laying all over him there uh, uh, media award uh, mid-race there and I thought oh he's not he's not going to like that but look at him balance up here and surge 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 he's a if he's not a Doncaster mile horse I've never seen one um what about this second horse? Uh, he he was home heartbreaking but exhilarating uh, for connections, you know, to think you've got a race like that sewn up uh, with that team mm. down at Kembla Grange, Count Rupi with the Price boys and their apprentice who rode, you know, I, I, if he didn't get beat you'd have to say what a ride from this young man.
2: I think it was equally as good ride um, on the second horse. He got him in a perfect position and I I did speak to him after the race and he said, I thought for a second, you know, when I watched the replay, I'm trying to, you know, question, did I go a little bit too early? But he said, I was travelling at the top of the straight and if I'd gone slower, he would have probably caught, got to me quicker anyway. So he said, I just tried to use his turn of foot to beat him and uh, I thought I was going to hold on until I heard I'm Thunderstrike really hitting the line.
0: When he came came back in the jockey's room where, where each jockey comments on their ride, the beaten jockeys, I think the quote was... I want to cry. Yeah, mm. I had it won.
1: Yeah.
0: I know. I, I, I can imagine how he's feeling, but he, he should be proud of himself. At the well, time. Tom Sherry would have felt the same yes. last, year, last year. With Ice Bath, feeling unlucky. But I don't think Ice Bath was ever going to win. It was just she was unlucky, but this horse was going to win. Yes. Yeah, he was going to win. He was presented to win. Uh,
1: we would have been singing his praises, but he's just run into a very, very good horse, unfortunately for him. But, he didn't write a winner but it was his biggest payday ever young brock ryan he was around the mark in the four pillars and i think in another couple of races flat heaven
2: and, as well and flat heaven second. as
1: well so it wasn't a winning day for him but a very very um, you know profitable day for him uh, but as soon as yui got i'm thunderstruck into the position he got him um, this race you would have thought was nearly all over even though uh you know, it was a proper race with lots of depth in it but he just put him in the perfect spot he kept his cool um, at a lot of stages because you look at him here he's very very tight and he it he, 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 he would be a bit of yelling and screaming going on for a while uh, amongst those jockeys uh, but look tight uh, for quite a few hundred meters yeah, and a, he's still tight at least you call it I'm on talking you know, a horse having his first run at Rose Hill this way around yeah it wouldn't have been easy for him
2: What do you say about him? What's his future after what he's done? This this preparation.
1: He's a Doncaster mile horse. If he if he can run two thousand metres, he's right up there. You know, I I think he's a serious horse. You just look what he's done in his short career to date. He he should have won the last two Group Ones, and we did win one of them. And here he is. Here he's still at the. You know, he's had a few runs this preparation, and Mm -hmm. I think he's going to get better.
2: He's a beauty to look at as well. That was my first look at him yesterday, and he's just he's got that really nice physique where he's got an adaptable physique where he can go over the shorter trips because he's got enough power but you can see he's going to stretch it out because he's got that that length and scope when you see him walking around so how,
0: how many horses graduate from restricted company straight into a group one he came from restricted company into a group one rupert clark which he should have won yeah. and then a group one to act and now this is this is a group one yeah. this is the same three 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 huge races in a row and to think you know, the, the, the
1: despair when it, we were all thinking, oh, this Mick Price, well, it's a certainty in this, in this race, Ayrton. Mm. And he's had a back- <laughs> <I can't laughs> the backup plan. <laughs> this is the backup plan. And what a combination the two Micks are. Mm. What a good combination they've been. They work so well together. They're sort of different sorts of people. Yes. Uh, but they seem to gel, and they respect each other, and they're they're a great combination.
2: You have really have to respect Mick and Mick's horses when mm. they come up to Sydney. Mm. They've got a terrific yeah. oh, strike rate in picking the right one out. Yeah,
1: I love listening to both of them the young the young man and yes. the old wise man. You listen to both of them, and they're pretty switched on characters, and they've they've worked out a great combination. We've got to press on another couple of runners here. Evangelic was you know, she's a, a tried and true competitor, and she was again. Apache chase was fantastic. I think uh, that mid race, that early move from uh, Forbidden Love put didn't help him at all. I don't think it helped
2: Count de Rupi either. No, I think maybe that not. that had be, that mid race move sort of injected a little bit of pressure and it enabled a horse like Unthunderstruck to get into the race.
1: How hard is this Law of Indices going to beat in the, hard to beat in the Gong if he goes there? Uh, he was wide, no cover that whole way, and I thought he was unbelievable.
2: Uh, best type out of. All three of the internationals mm. just looks like a, a really nice, rounded type. And he's got a bit of attitude. He's, he was firing up in the yard, but she's got a bit to work with with him. I thought Maximal was a pass mark as well. Yep. Rev Davola would be following him wherever he goes. Mm. Uh, I thought he hit the line nicely. And obviously, look, he'd be better when he gets over further.
1: And the pattern of the day was against, look at look at that private eye. That, look, Rose Hill at the best of times, you cannot swoop around them like that. You know, not very rarely on a dry track, can you see a horse circle a field at Rose Hill? You know, obviously it was the pattern was up, up and in there yesterday on that dry track, which is usual. You know, you could make ground, but not out there. So he'll come back and you know aim for all those Ramwick miles, and he, he handles it wet, and dry. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop off him, but mm. a great race, a great race.
0: Uh, we're going to hear from, uh, so so Mick Price and uh, Michael Kent Jr. couldn't be in Sydney, obviously. Ben Elham was sent to Sydney with the horses. We're going to hear from Hugh Bowman and then we're going to catch up with Robert and Luke Price uh, with the second horse, Count rupee.
3: The horse hasn't missed a beat since he arrived and you know it's a real credit to this horse. He's come a long way in a short period of time. He had his first career start in January this year and he was very wayward and you know it's a credit to our team. They've taken their time and they've... Um, you know, put a lot of effort into this horse and, you know, his track work rider, Kylie Shields, who's been with him since day one, has just put in a mountain of work, but it's also a team effort, you know. We've got a really good bunch that work down at Caulfield and we have our warnable base as well and you know what, this is this is the best thing that could happen, $7.5 million race, I know it doesn't carry Group One status, but unbelievable feeling. Carries $4 million, that's what it carries. Exactly right, and you know what, it's a, We've got to point out that we had uh, Camp Quality as well, so it's a massive congr- congratulations to Camp Quality, the um, foundation that we had with us today, and you know it's a pleasure to be able to carry them with us in what was a fabulous win.
0: Yes, OTI donate uh, $400,000 to Camp Quality now. This horse came out of restricted company, should have won a group, won the Rupert Clark, did win the two-rack, and now winning a race worth more than any other race in the country bar two. It's A gigantic leap.
3: It is but uh, as I said it's a credit to the horse he's just come such a long way in a short period of time and you know what he he could go anywhere this horse like he's produced three tough efforts you know at the top of the straight he had to bullock his way out and get into that clear air and you know that was one of the things that we wanted to see was just him in clear air because we know what he's capable of and you know how good being able to bring him up here and um, show New South Wales what we've got down in
4: Victoria as well. Just amazing. I mean I've been riding a long time and I've ridden some amazing horses as we all know. And the feeling that I got today is what it's all about. You know, he's I, I balance up, I, I was full of running, I actually left Brock's back at the top of the straight because I was going so well. I thought I don't want any excuses being held in and while I was making my way clear. Brock skipped away, put about four and a half on us, I think, and I didn't panic, I balanced him up, but when I went for him, he found, but about the 200, he swapped legs, and I just had to sit there while he got himself organised and... Honestly, uh, I was a passenger. He just took me to the line, and I just made a point of not getting in his way. And he delivered in spades.
2: I remember interviewing you after the Golden Slipper, and there was not a soul on course. But today, there's a whole crowd here for seven and a half million dollars, and it must mean all. The, it must mean the world to you. Uh,
4: Lizzie, it's just, it's, it's just amazing to have people back. I mean, Everest Day was just, although it wasn't successful in the Everest, it was. Just it really hit home how much we miss the people, miss the punters, miss the fans, and miss our families being here. So uh, to have everyone here today is really special. And welcome back, to New South Wales. We're going onward and upward.
5: Sensational result, even though you know you get beaten in the s- smallest margins, and probably just got left a- left in front a little bit too far from home. He- you can just switch off that little bit, and Huey rode the winner an absolute treat. He just peeled off our back late and was too strong. But look. Brock gave our horse a perfect ride, and I was very proud of him today.
0: You've got a lot to look forward to
3: now.
6: Oh, we certainly do. You know, he's a progressive horse. We've always known that. He's got this little idiosyncrasy if he does get to the front, which a lot of horses can do. He wants to drift around a little bit. Probably in that circumstance, at Apache Cat, ch- chase taking us in the ru- into the run another 50 yards, we probably get the result. But, you know, beaten by a very good horse, and um, we're very proud of our, our Has, own
0: horse. Hasn't young Brock lived up to... The challenges you've given him, the opportunities you've given him.
5: Yeah, it couldn't be any prouder. Yeah, the, like the owners wanted us to wait for a scene if we could get one, and they wanted the most experienced rider we could, we could get. And last Sunday morning, I rang him up and said, "Look, we've got to give the ride to Brock. Like, mm. there's what we, the options we had left, and the, he knows the horse so well, and he's just doing such a good job. He's come such a long way, and you know, really, he's only ridden six months in the last twelve months. The boys, so I, I couldn't be any prouder of him and, and the horse. And yeah, it would have been such a fitting result if we got the result today. But look, we can go back to Kemble Grange in three weeks on our home turf and we've got a a million-dollar race down there we can focus on now.
0: In your own backyard too easy, isn't it? Well, let's hope so. <laughs>
4: let's hope so. What
0: about the journey you two boys have been on, building your stable up, having Jemaya win a Percy Sykes and a Furious, and now this horse comes along. It hasn't just happened overnight, it's been a plan.
5: Yeah, it's been a five-year plan. Um, can't thank Bruce and Ken Noble enough. You know, they've been behind it as well. They've really supported us. They've backed us. You know, they've, they've bought the property. They've set us up. They go to the sales with us every year. and We buy a number of horses, and we're starting to get better quality, and obviously I, they own most of these horses, and it's really good for them as well, so look, they're, they're, they're a big part of the team, as is Brock and, and everyone else. All the staff at home got a good young st- team of stable staff, and, and they would have got a massive kick out of that.
0: A five year plan, we've got to get ourselves one of them. <laughs> We're going to get next week's
1: plan sorted out first. <laughs> There's another training combination, you know. I know the, 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 that is a partnership, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Our father and son, and Jeez, Luke's taking more of oh, a... Luke's in charge. I reckon he's in charge. <laughs> Luke's in it. charge. You could,
2: they were very hoarse, those two. I think there was a lot of screaming yeah. happening.
1: Before they got together, they were happy to win a race at narrow <laughs> <Yeah>, That's right. <laughs> they're big players. In the, yeah. They're big players now. They're do, some lovely I, horses. I
2: do love how they have um, stuck with Brock as well. Yeah. And they, they put him on on um, as Yeah. And, and I think
1: they've fought hard for him to stay on a few times. Mm. It's hard. You know, when you've got owners, and they've got to make decisions. And yeah. they're in seven and a half million dollar races and mm. he's going to throw this kid on
2: mm. yeah. no, great. no one
1: could
0: have rode any better well there's going to be a lot of kids get a lot of opportunities on this day because let's face that it Derby Darb- day and golden eagle day they're going to clash every year and jockeys have to make a choice yep look at jack martin brock ryan all those kids who are riding in that race that's going to happen every year yeah jenny duggan rode a winning double a I? double on golden eagle day yep
1: and you're right it gives uh good jockeys the, an opportunity that they would never get, and they can do the job if they get the right cattle. Yeah,
2: well, that's been shown all throughout the Melbourne Carnival and the Sydney Carnival that the jockeys that get the opportunities are they're not the, you know, the high-profile ones, and they're riding Group One winners. It can't and be
1: all one-way traffic. You've no. got to spread the love around, yeah. and that's why we love lightweight jockeys getting opportunities in big, ro- like Don Car. That's why we love a big handicap because yeah. it gives the
0: the little lightweight jockey a chance of a big good earn. That's right. That's that's good. Let's go to, um, I love how this race is part of the day because it gives the Everest horses another chance. It gives us another chance yeah. to see these horses that we've talked about for 12 months. So three years in a row, this race, the winner's stakes. It's named after the winner of the previous Everest. We've had Parata, we've had Guitra, and now we've had Eduardo. Three very, very popular winners. So we talk as much about the Golden Eagle. What about this race and how, how this has cemented itself as well? with a $1.4 million result for Connections and Eduardo. And to think that we've kept these
1: horses here to to, to race for this and look at the field that we got. And we know uh, this little pop-up race has produced a little bit of form. Aren't
0: they good, these (laughs) pop-up races,
1: eh? How Um, good are they going? Yeah, and look at little Eddie go.
2: Oh, he is just (laughs) a beauty. Look at him. He, He doesn't give them a chance because he, they know they can't take him on because he breaks their hearts and he then gets complete control of the race like he did yesterday and he can go whatever speed he wants to go and he pretty much he went whatever speed and they just cannot catch him and everyone questions whether he can run 1200 meters but he scares everyone over 1300 meters doesn't he from taking him on so i thought he was excellent yesterday uh, another good run by lost and running which is mm. important to see he looks as though he's back on track um but he it's all about the winner for me
0: who's the most popular horse in sydney Who's the most popular Sydney-trained horse?
2: Well... Ooh,
0: it's well, Have a think about it. I'll have a think about probably it. Probably... You know. Is he favourite for that prize?
2: He'd be, He'd be one of. I, he's one of my favourites, but I'd have to say the most popular Sydney-trained horse would have to be Nature Strip, but I a, reckon. But a lot of
1: times he's got love-hate relationship yeah. with Nature Strip, because he's, you know, when he's... I think they're not very forgiving is. when you get beaten at odds-on, and he's yeah. been beaten at odds-on <laughs> yeah. a few times. But little Eddie, you just know what you're going to get with him. Mm. And uh, he just loves Rose Hill. He, he, and when he can dominate Rose Hill round these bends and just kick off these bends, he, you know, don't worry about not running 1,300, he'd run 1,500. <laughs> um, so I think Joe's thinking of, um, well, he'll go to the paddock now, and he'll probably go to the Lightning first up. And he'll go on a similar path. And, and uh, young Eddie.
0: Mm. <laughs> we'll get to the interview later. It was a great. Joe Pride was at his best yesterday. He gave us two pearlers. He was offended by Darren Flindell calling this horse a veteran. But the big thing, he said, was this horse can be around in these races for another two seasons. Mm. He's
2: eight. Yes, he's a master at it though, but cast your mind back to what the horses that he's produced that are older horses mm. and he's he is a, he is a master at keeping them Hello. longevity in their legs i want i do want to speak about joe because as a punter and as someone who backs horses his horses are always consistent they run whatever they run you know uh, first up second up third up you can always guarantee that they're going to be consistent through a preparation there's going to be an anomaly but he's an excellent talker he tells you exactly how they're going and he just gets it right
1: he's unbelievable and another one yeah, when he talks you listen yep um, well he learned from a pretty my, astute judge in my word he did John size um, and talk about training partnerships what about that young kid of his that young boy of his brave you know? He can't turn 18 quick enough, I don't think. <laughs> His mother mightn't like it. She might want him to go to school. <laughs> she might want him to go it's to not the happening. That is not gonna happen. <laughs> that is not gonna happen. You see this money we can make in racing these days, you know? I left school at 13, I survived. That, this, kid, he, this kid's part of racing, already. Don't, don't,
0: I encourage, don't encourage
1: kids to drop out of school, yeah. <laughs> His mother would be very upset with me, but oh boy, oh boy, what an impressive yeah. young man he is. Um, Lost and running, I'm interested hearing, listen to John a few times. He's, he's. I'm half thinking he thinks he's got this wrong. He let this horse spell too well. He, the last comment I heard from him, I'm not going to let him put too much weight on when I spell him next time. I'm going to keep an eye on him. So maybe he's caught him unaware and building up and whatever. The way It's just that improvement that he's shown tells me that, well, maybe he, he is big and strong and he's needed a few runs to come right because he was excellent and he sets himself up beautifully uh, for the autumn, standout was good. Now what about this Hunter? Uh, anything out of this race, I'll tell you, uh, Senor Fox, Look out for Dawn Passage. He's a massive improver. Um, You've got uh, Kemantari. I am Superman, held up here on the inside. These are this is serious hunter form, and people know that this hunter's around. It was a bit of a they didn't work this race out. No, that you're 100% right. And look at this form out of a proper race, and they're early in their preparation. I can just see the way these trainers are thinking, and there might even be another one after looking at that trial. That horse they scratched, top ranked.
2: Mm. Boy,
1: oh boy, did he trial. Nice so this, there. this, this. don't worry, we're, this, the carnival's not over.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and it's, uh, once again, three years. It's taken, it's very hard for trainers to get their head around new races. Same with the invitation. It's hmm. going to take another year hmm. or two to, to really cement itself. And those two races, they're not just, they can't be afterthoughts. No. No, that's the hundred and the gong. And it's not this year, I can tell you. Uh, and this was a smart move with
1: Edit. Have a look at him up the inside. They're setting him up for a benchmark 88. No, I right? hope they don't want to have a
0: bet. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went enormous for a benchmark 88, so he, we'll keep an eye on him as well. Benchmark 88 and then country championships. Yeah, yeah. For edit. Uh, Joe Pride and Nash Willa haven't they become a lethal combination together? Yeah. Here they are together, Joe Pride and Nash.
7: He's been an amazing, uh, what he's done, what he's been able to do over the last um, year and a half or so. Um, Just really special for my family and for the stable and, uh, yeah, proud to be his trainer. Joe, that chopper shot was a beauty at the start. It must have made you smile. Yeah, he's fast, isn't he? And And just showing that speed, you know, he was... He really runs his opposition into the ground. I was pretty confident coming around the corner. He was probably a touch soft late, but, I mean, that is 1,300 metres. Loves this place, Rose Hill. Yes. Really loves it. And uh, if Darren Flindell's listening, the veteran, Darren, come on. He is a vet- Joe. I know, he is eight. He only turned eight today. He was seven the other day, and you still call him a veteran. <laughs> so, anyway, look, uh, all jokes aside, fantastic win. Uh, yeah, look, he'll go to the paddock now, and we'll see him again in the, uh, in the autumn. And
0: um, he, he, I think he'll probably resume in the lightning okay so he's eight year old year coming up you can see him basically following a similar path
7: there's there's two seasons left in this horse i can guarantee you he has got as good um joints and knees as any horse in my stable and uh there's life there's life in him and uh he'll be around for a while yet i think he might be a horse that later in life actually starts breaking some records for the age of uh, for you know record age for winning you know really? feature races he's, he's an amazing horse he's so so good to train so good to look after and you haven't had him that long no no um, but we're making the most of it
8: you know just amazed how well today come together <clears throat> they have both been beautifully prepared and you know a big pot at the end of the rainbow and um just very exciting it's all come off and you know with still got the biggest race to come so Uh, but just you know for me personally and my two favorite horses um, it's been outstanding.
2: What makes this horse one of your favorites?
8: Oh well he's he's that big and you walk out next to nature strip and he actually thinks he's bigger you know what I mean and he's just a real confident dude you know and the more more confidence you give him the more he he, he has you know and um, and I've, I've only learnt that as I've gone along with him, he's, the girl that rides him works done an amazing job because he was a handful of early days, he nearly dumped me a few
0: times in his, his first few wins on him, so. um, but now he's just full of confidence and, and a real racehorse. What a great quote from Nash, I missed that quote. Um, when it happened yesterday he gets out there next to nature strip and he thinks he's bigger
1: yeah <laughs> but he's, not. <laughs> he's <laughs> not
0: what a great line he yeah. needs glasses <laughs> <laughs> well
2: you know what you know what he's, he's it's worked. not the fight and the yeah. dog right? what is it Roddy?
0: it's not the <laughs> it's size of the dog in the fight um <laughs> mass crusader
2: yes he was disappointing and just having a look at the stewards report tommy barry said he began uh, well yesterday, but he stated that he just raced flat. So, Vets um, report revealed no abnormalities, but obviously back to the drawing board with him. Mm. What do you think?
1: Yep, and it should be, it's
0: not the size of the weapon, it's the force of the shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We'll be back with more great cliches and one-liners <laughs> when we return on Thoroughbred Weekly. Welcome back. OK, we're going to keep going with popular horses. And more highlights from this Rosehill Gardens card, Think It Over, was going for a million dollar bonus on top of the prize money on offer there yesterday in the Rosehill Gold Cup. Racing Wales attached a bonus by winning the Craven Plate and the Rosehill Gold Cup. Now this horse was going to the Cox Plate, they decided to stay at home and they have cleaned up. Yeah, they have
1: what a what a prep he's had and a great training effort. Look, he's he's found himself some winnable races, but that's all. That's what it's all about. Uh, you place to, their horse, your horse to uh, in the the races they can win, and when you got money like this, why not take it? And he he had to dig in yesterday because he he did meet them a lot worse at the weights as far as the the quality handicap conditions where he'd been building him up at weight for age. They were four and five kilos better off with him, but. Weights aren't everything. When you've got a will to win like this, he's a—he—he uh, he, like I said, he didn't have to go and take on the world, and he's just a confident racehorse. He goes to the paddock now, and he'll concentrate on, you know, who knows everything he can. At the weight for age level, next preparation. Rock was very good, two thousand meters. He went enormous, kissed the bride, didn't he? Got a long way back, got out wide. Uh, so there's a lot of merit in that performance. So look, he, he like I say, he hasn't beat up a Cox Plate field, but Considering the placement and what he's done with him, um,
0: you have to give uh, full marks to, well, trainer and jockey. I would say he's become the punter's pal. He yeah, was a he, he was a he was a knockout horse before winning at twenty to one. Yeah, people forgetting about him, and now they're dishing up a dollar seventy five, a and winning uh, at his previous two starts before this, and and favourite again and wins. He
2: won at forty to one. Once. Forty to one. Um, Bossy said, I thought he was going to win this race, mm-hmm. and I, had, I sort of gave him a bit of a, you know, I said, oh really, did you really think he was going to win this race? But he clearly found something in him early on in his career, and he's come back, would you say he's come back better this preparation, or he's been placed better? I
1: know he's come back better, he's just come back better, he's been placed well, um, but he's just placed him in the right races for the right money. And kept the horse's confidence
0: flowing. He's just a, he's just a ripper horse. I don't know what's going on inside Kerry Parker, but out externally, he's not. He, he's just as cool as a. Unbelievable, unbelievable.
1: Anyway, uh, that's his style, and it, he'd be a happy man underneath. I can
0: tell you so that he, much. What four million dollars that horse has earned now? Four million dollars. Here's Kerry Parker, and that man again, Nashra Willer.
9: I don't want to pinch myself and disturb today, just in case. But, you know, to think you could even aim up for something like that and this horse just to uh, keep doing what he's doing, you know, like he's, uh, oh, he's just sensational, he's a brilliant little animal.
0: He's racing like he's some type of superstar.
9: Yeah, he thinks he does. Sorry, he gets around the stables like that. Uh, he's, uh, no, he's, in a, he's in a terrific place. He's, he's enjoying it as much as we are. You know, I keep saying that, but the horse is. He's absolutely thriving. He's, he's loved every moment of this preparation and... Uh, you know, it's just super to get that job done.
0: Your owner was more than happy to stay in town to race for all this money?
9: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, with the, everything made it a little bit hard for none of us to go with him if we'd sent him to, to Melbourne or, you know, to turn up at Mooney Valley and have a go at a Cox Plate where you've never seen Mooney Valley. Uh, the options were to, to stay here with no, no questions, you know. It was easy stay here in your backyard. The horses thrive and why interrupt anything?
0: What's it been like watching this horse improve the way he has?
9: Oh, it's just been brilliant. You know, from the day dot, when he walked in, we just always knew he had a, a good horse. But you don't know how good. You know, that you keep sort of going and we kept thinking, we haven't got to the bottom of him yet. You know, he's, he's he was pretty casual in his work. He'd only just do enough. You know, it, it's not as if he goes out there and runs your times and you think, oh, no, we've, we've, we've got a freak. You know, he's he's just been one that's been a build in process every preparation. He's come back stronger and more mature mentally. And I think all those things are what's showed now. And, and he's just really enjoying his racing. Just exciting
8: to be involved with such a great group of people and uh, such a champion horse, you know, he's <laughs> just uh, continually turned up every week and gradually raise the bar. You, you don't see a better effort than what he just did then. And, um, you know, the, it's exciting because it, it's sort of, you got to
0: pinch yourself to see what he could do in the, the autumn. but. You just enjoy it while you can. OK, so that was the Rose Hill Gold Cup. Now, the brand-new race is the four pillars for midway-class horses, sweepstakes, uh, tickets. Uh, it was a second-chance draw after the Oscar. Now, while you're watching this race, uh, Tracy Bartley trained Barossa Rosa and the winner Kissam. I was watching two things. I was watching the monitor and I was watching Tracy. Now, when Barossa Rosa hit the front, he was screaming his lungs out. When... He saw kiss some. He got the shock of his life <laughs> because he was cheering for one horse, and and then okay, it it, it was going to win, then it wasn't going to win. What's going to beat it? It's mine as well. <laughs> Amazing! What a day for
1: Tracy, and what a you know what a job he's done with this gelding as well. Because he'd only won, he'd won the two races he won were eleven hundred and a thousand meter race, and he's thrown blinkers on him and he got the right barrier, he got the ride. Have a look at this, he is fearless Collett. Uh, There's only half runs he's taking along the inside here and he's in awful trouble here. He takes another half run here and they're laying into the fence. He is fearless, he must go to bed with a Sleeping next to a piece of aluminium. And, no, you
0: know, that's uh, he sleeps next to Claire. <laughs> <laughs> when he's kicked out. <laughs> but honestly, he loves the rail, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> he likes He likes the, the aluminium rail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's <no>. plastic.
1: <laughs> well, the old days. Uh, but so have he, a look at the runs he takes on this horse. He's incredible. He's
2: incredible. But he, that's, he does that week in, week out. That's it. I know a, this I mean. I watch him all the time. He's... I always seem to. So I, I love him as a jockey. I think he's just one of the best. Remember
0: that day, he left the fence and came out wide oh, on oh, the oh. Godolphin horse. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. was he doing that day? I, I got no idea. Gravina.
1: Gravina. <laughs> 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 uh, Dufresne was very good, and they, look at this. A young apprentice just come back from injury. Tyler Schiller nearly got a big payday. Yeah. Uh, so it gives, this race for a lot of money gives apprentices a chance to earn a big buck uh, because it's a claiming race, obviously. So Divine Breath uh, was good. Uh, she. Uh, run on very very nicely there uh, rebel Rama wants further cream rises look at him back in the field probably following uh, the winner through there he's a big raw horse who's just lost his way but he's got a lot of talent in the Jerry harvey colors there um, look at him surging 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 but he's been a bit of a handful for to get back on track but he's a very talented horse
2: yep different strokes just come to the end of it
1: yeah he wasn't himself Conrad didn't run the distance. And uh, there was a few disappointments in the race, uh, but all honours with Tracy. He just got his two horses to peak on the right day, Barossa Rosa, um, you know, to think 1,500 with a big weight. Yeah,
0: and she was excellent as well. So Kiss Some wins the Four Pillars. Here's Tracy Bartley and Jason Collett.
6: The work has gone into those horses. To have them spot on for today is, you know, relentless and every trainer will tell you that, you know, so to have two horses to run really well in a race like that is a credit to our staff, the riders, everyone, you know. What did you think when the Four Pillars was announced? Oh, well it was just like eight weeks ago, you know, so it really wasn't a big plan, you know, next month we got these two horses and, you know, and they, they were picked up really early, Greg, you know, and they've been... Off the scene a little bit, which is good. I mean, I I know Barossa went ordinary the other day, but this horse had no luck. He has no no luck bar first up. And uh, I'm I'm pleased to Jason that he's he's actually got the split for him today. And he showed this is a very serious horse. He is a serious horse. Well, that's... The uh, Blinkers was a coup. Big Q. Blinkers first time, seven
0: yep. starts, three wins. Was it easy to sell him? Did you have to Did you have to um, do oh, the bargaining to... or how did it look, work it's out? There's
6: a long story. Joe Cleary is probably a guy I've got to thank. These horses come to me for, through Joe, uh, the mayor that won last week, but uh, Tony and his crew, he's got a heap of owners and, and they were adamant. Uh, you know, the, the offers got ridiculous and I just get handed over to Tony and uh, Tony said, look, I'm here to race. I breed this horse, I've got the mother. We want to race and we want a good horse, so good on him. Well done, Trace. Good no, on you. This thanks. means a lot to you, doesn't it? Oh, it is. Like, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a good one like Snipers.
4: Credit to Trace and the team. He, he put the hood on today. And lucky we learnt a few a bit from the last two starts. Like, things didn't really go away, slow run races. And they probably exposed a few of his weaknesses, which were obviously his racing manners. And lucky he, he's not the most comfortable uh, sort of underneath horses and that. And, Look, the hood helped today, believe it or not, it just sort of, I guess it just blocks out a lot of the other runners, so there's a lot less for him to focus on, and look, he travelled beautifully. of the race helped, uh, and yeah, got, I got all the brakes.
0: Okay, let's go back to the opening uh, race on the card. Uh, Catlin uh, successful to start the day. Yeah, very good win. Uh, she only narrowly got
1: there, but they, I think we all marked this race as them going out at warp speed. And In fact, they didn't go out as hard as expected. The, the highway went out quicker and they've come home 33, 32. And uh, so there's a lot of merit in this performance. She's been lethal fresh in the past. She's had issues along the way. Loves dry tracks and dead set thrown across the line uh, by Nash. Selborose is a very talented mare, and she was gallant in defeat off a of freshen up there. Georgie's prize stuck on okay, just a big weight anchored, and you can't say much about the rest. With our lady Brooke probably wants it wet, but have a look at this. Uh, you would have thought Selber Rose is off and gone, and then the power of Nash, as we say, and you, you just see the slow motion that I of the last you know 50, look at this and this is how he throws them. look how long he's riding there and he his legs his arms it's not all about the whip and he's just part of the horse and he's you don't see that in jo- riders these days look at his hands come down and push this mare and he just lifts her over the line and he did it all day and you know what he ride four winners Mm. and uh, that's a great ride. She's
2: also, uh, she's a bit of a tricky customer as well. She's mm, quite she flighty like... and if you remember at the end of last preparation, she paraded awfully. She was mm. a short-price favourite at right. the, in the yard I at Rose Hill. and she um, came back this time around and you could see she was a little bit... Uh, excitable, but definitely not as bad as she was when she went out last prep. So she looks like she's in for a good prep, but she's one you've got to keep a really close eye on. And
0: I think she, had, she must have had issues with a year off. So anyway, they've got her back. Yeah, Darren mentions that in this uh, interview, I think uh, she had pel- a pelvic injury. Mm, she might have broken pelvis. Mm. Here's, um, here's Darren uh, representing Godolphin and, and Nash.
6: She was nice and relaxed down there in the stalls and conserved energy. And um, yeah, she's always shown nice promise. She just had a few problems behind. She did, I think, might have done a pelvis injury or something to, to, to that effect in um, early days. And um, the team have been very patient with her and let her get through her problems. And she's um, delivered
8: in fine form today. Yeah, look, I was sort of I was. I was very confident the She she really travelled kindly and. Um, I felt like I didn't have to use any ed- energy at any stage to sort of get to where we got. And, um, yeah, although it probably looked... Well, it was exciting the last 100, but um, she always felt like she had, had, a, had the leaders' measure.
0: OK, let's go to the uh, second race. Uh, this is Lord Ardmore. Only a small field lined up here. Yeah, he's a nice horse. He's he, uh, typical... Uh, Chris Wallace set
1: up, he gets the Kiwi horse, he, he works them out, he, he runs him over 1400, then he runs him at a mile in a fast race last week, he backs him up at home, 1900, uh, tells the stewards he wants to ride him closer, and that, there you go. He he just read the play well, as did Lee Bergorian. Um so a nice uh, win for him. Look, no, he's going to win a few more races over the summer period, uh, there's no doubt about it. I wouldn't mark uh, mighty build down too much off that he just had it was that funny race where they spread out and then when they should have made their ground when they did they went at warp speed and then they they dropped to a 12 and they should have been making their ground up then so they're all looking at each other no no you cart the field up you cart the field up so I thought Mighty Beal...
2: I was worried about Mighty Beal before were you? they turned for home. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I thought, ooh...
1: The pennies I were spent making yeah, it round
2: up. Yeah, pennies were just completely spent with him. I, I I must admit I expected a little bit more being as progressive in how positively each one of his jockeys has spoken about him after the race. James McDonald, Glyn Schofield, they both gave him, you know, really big rap, so... Yeah, I, I thought it was slightly
1: disappointing. I, I, no, I don't think so. I thought he had a little bit to do there. And Margie B, she's a beauty. Like She teared out there, and then they went past her, and thought oh, she's going to run last. She just kept no, chipping she's away. Mm, another place get her. She's, she's
10: going well.
0: Let's hear from uh, Chris Waller and also uh, Lee McGorian.
10: Yeah, it was a solid pace set, and Lee never panicked, and intention was to be further forward on him today. And uh, yeah, Lee's a tireless worker for us at home. Um, and deserves a few rare opportunities, and he's done. A, he's certainly
0: made the most of it here. This horse came to Australia, having had a crack at a few decent races in New yeah, Zealand.
10: Stephen McKee trained him over there, and then of course um, I retired from training, so I was fortunate enough to get the horse off Stephen, and he's done a great job, as he is obviously a wonderful trainer, and sent him to us in fantastic order, and yeah, I think he's a horse that likes to race on speed, and, and it won't be the last race he wins here in Australia.
6: I knew he'd always improve of his last run, uh, he raced over a mall last starting. He got back off a slow tempo, but he was shrunk to the line. Uh, I knew, you know, Chris Waters a master of it. A quick back up, 1900 meters, just go forward a little bit. Um, Maggie B went a bit too quick for me, so I just had to write my own racing. Uh, the whole way, he just kept building beautifully the whole way, and I was, I was quite confident for, from the 800 um, that we would be hard to catch him, that he was.
0: That he was. Here we go to the highway, and uh, Cody Morgan saddled up two runners in this, Ice in Vancouver, and the winner, Brave Enough.
1: Yeah, well, they for this class, they went out far too hard. And overall time, they're quicker than the Catlin race, and they've probably come home, obviously come home slower, but uh, nice patient ride, Brave Enough, back in the field, found the right runs, too good. Uh, ceasefire, I'd say... Only a matter of time before he wins one of these. Um, he seemed to have his chance, but he rode that hot speed there. What about this horse? I mean, it's an interesting horse, Testatus uh, Silens. He's a very talented horse from Braidwood. Um, he's obviously had issues
0: with big breaks between runs, but I thought he was excellent there. What else do we want to say here? Just watch what Duggan does here. This, yeah. this, this shows. The, this shows what she did. Yeah. I. It was almost like she just had to hang on at one stage. Yeah. And
2: I, it was a great ride. I heard that they said, don't leave the fence, <laughs> stay yeah. close to the inside. And she Rode wrote to instructions, instructions. <laughs> and, and the worked. result worked. It
1: can go ugly sometimes. Can it what? But no, I think that was everyone's thinking early in the day. I don't care if you're unlucky, just ride the inside to make ground if you're on a back marker. And she did, and she did it perfectly. Ceno Kid was okay. He just got too wide there. I want to be very forgiving of that three-year-old blow dart. Um, He sat wide on that hot speed again. He's more my probably next preparation horse for me though, but I thought he did a great job. Uh,
0: Cody Morgan and the first leg of a winning double for Jenny Duggan. Jen
3: fell on my horse at Scone. Um, So, you know, she was off for a long time and that's the first ride of been able to give her back, so that was, um, yeah, really good.
0: That's nice, she is riding well.
3: Oh, uh, really well. Um, spoke to Luke Murrell before the race, and he just said, don't leave the inside. You know, r- rather be unlucky than try and peel wide, and,
6: you know, she rode him a treat. Just really well prepared, this horse. Like, he just gave me the best feel going to the gates, and I thought if he just jumps clear and sort of gets a good run,
2: he's a chance. And they told you to stick to the inside, and you did yeah. exactly what you did. Just talk us through that. Yeah, no, that, um, Cody just said, listen,
6: find the fence and just ride him for luck and we'll see, but I think he's ready. So we did that, and we sort of had a bit of a check passage down the strange, but it
0: happened. Okay, and we'll come back a little bit later with uh, Jenny Duggan's uh, second winning ride. We'll take a break, come back. We've still got more to go at Rose Hill. Then Mark Guest is going to join us to talk about Derby Day and a preview for the Melbourne Cup. Okay, we go to later in the day now on the lead is uh, the next race we look at who uh, really gets to the line here to beat Flat Heaven and Fox Fighter. Yeah, look, it was his day. I just think coming back to the 1,000
1: at his previous start was against him and the horse that beat him absolutely, absolutely flew. So he took his time and they went out pretty hard here and Josh just coaxed him, talked to him, kitted to him. <laughs> and he put his head down. He's, he's a talented, he's a seven-year-old, hasn't won in years, I don't think, uh, flat heaven, but he's a talented horse, but he's just got to learn to pace himself. Yeah. Um, his effort was was outstanding there. Foxfighter, <clears throat> now, probably should have won, shouldn't he? Uh, we'll look at him here. There's nothing Andrew could have done on him, because they just, he's following the chances and it just didn't happen. Uh, so yeah they're yeah they're often gone, and yeah I, I could probably say, yeah, maybe would have won fox fighter, so mm. just didn't happen for him there um Liberty Sun was solid. Deleccio just no control at 1100 was completely against him.
2: Yeah, and also I think that they mentioned in the stewards report the 10-day backup might have been against him as well. He just didn't show the same dash that he mm. did on the Kensington. It's a track.
1: Whole new pain barrier that 1100 to the thousand. this this thousand metres a specialist. Just but he,
2: I think, I must say with,
1: with control
0: it would be different.
2: Yes, yeah, I think I think he'd get there. But you knew at the start of the race, flying yep. the fly equipment was when he couldn't lead.
0: Yeah, let's go and hear from Richard Freeman and Josh Parr
10: we've won as many races taking blinkers off horses as we've had putting them on i think it's actually the change that sparks them up you know he, he, he was switched on today even down the back when we were saddling him up he was doing a different horse today so you know sometimes you just got to keep yeah. keep finding the key to them you know uh, probably you'll come up with a new a new trick and i'll have to find something else you might have to put them back on
0: <laughs> exactly hey
10: that's that's not a bad idea
0: <laughs> what about the way the race was panning out for this horse who if he was going to be in the zone today that was the perfect race to do what he did
10: yeah and look I, I was a little worried that he got a bit further back than i expected him to but as soon as josh got him in the clear i knew he'd be in the finish because he accelerated immediately and that's that's when he's right.
1: He, uh, look, he gave me a really nice ride. I ended
4: up uh, maybe a perf- pair further back than I anticipated. However, they went a they went a fast gallop. Uh, he's a cagey character,
0: but
3: thankfully I'm cagier and <laughs> got the job done the last bit.
0: Ma and Pa, I don't know where Singo is. I think he's in Hawaii, uh, and I don't know whether you can watch in or not. But he would have been. He would He find a way. He be happy with Maran Pa here, by Reduit's choice out of his great mare Dear Demi.
1: Yeah, and he's done a great job, and he's been beautifully placed. There, um, yeah, he's an interesting horse. He, he just he, he's not fully switched on yet, as we'll show show you in a minute. And he's done it. He, he raced erratically, winning at Warwick Farm last time, but I don't think this is the strongest race. That's just a typical. I know we keep saying it. Typical Chris Waller, just nurture them through the classes and he's just gone easy steps, easy steps, easy steps. He finds himself uh, a winnable Saturday race here which lacked depth and fell away and he was too good. And he will get better. He will get better. Um, Yep, he's just too seasoned and too tough for him. You just
2: knew when Nash stayed a little bit, stayed, you know, four off the fence and just took his time to amble across. No one was going to attack him. And I think the cheap sectionals that he got in between aided him winning the race. Yeah,
1: I don't know whether Nash was just uh, taking his time. If you have a look at the start, the horse wanted to run off the track at the start. Watch this. Have a look at this. He's he's just a a little bit raw, this horse. Um... I thought he caught Nash a little bit underwears. All of a sudden, you'll see him. Hello. I, oh, here I, he
2: goes. I, 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 I don't want to
1: be here. I, I, whether he looked at the, the false rail situation there, where it was bare, I don't know. He had You may have had a look at something, and but he's back in. Uh, got it back across. <coughs> him. So always in control from this point on. Mm. And here's another shot of it. He, he jumps. He gives him a sh- shove, but he, he sees something, or and then he runs
2: away. Well, it proved a master straight because no one took him on. No, exactly, exactly.
0: All right, we're going to uh, go in here from uh, Chris Waller and also huh, Nash.
10: We haven't trained him to work under helicopters yet, but uh, yeah, he's, he is very much still a very new horse and making good progress. And Nash actually said he can't wait for him to get a sit one day, so then he can actually follow a horse and do it himself. So maybe that's sort of similar to what you're saying. So yeah, he's got a bright future. Chris, first time
0: to chat to you today, but well done on your success in Melbourne. A big group one with Home Affairs out of the Everest
10: to win a Coolmore. It certainly was a good form race, wasn't it, the Everest? So, yeah, he's a bright star. Things just didn't really work out for him in the Everest, and um, he's going to get his chance in some very big races. And, yeah, very proud to be um, given the responsibility to train a colt like that for the Coolmore team and the owners that are in the the horse with Coolmore they're very special to me and they've given me a lot of confidence so yeah it was a very proud moment to make a stallion and probably the most prestigious three-year-old sprint race there is in Australia.
8: Jumped out of the gates and veered out to where he normally works on the track I think Um, trying to go to the outside fence but uh look he sort of gathered himself and um and and really traveled well throughout. Uh, Sort of hit a hit a flat spot at the top of the straight which you'd expect because he was coming back at 100 metres, and um, when I let him go through, through his gears, he, he really dug deep and, and lifted. It was a really promising win.
2: I was looking at you coming back in, and you didn't have your goggles on your head again. You've given another pair away. I mean, why yeah. not? You've had a big day.
0: Well, I brought six just in case,
8: but I, <laughs>
2: I've
0: still got, I'm not going with one pair if I'm lucky. All they wanted was goggles at the end of the day. They, they wanted, wanted a whip as well. A whip as well? I've mm-hmm.
2: heard, I heard one, one when we were walking back down the tunnel at Ranwick and they said, McAvoy, give me your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Giving you my helmet.
0: Here's, um, you know, here's the last. Uh, you could see something in the bedding warming up here, Ronnie, with yeah. dynamic <clears throat> impact.
1: And you could see his trials when they were just holding him and trying to hide him. It didn't work real well, hiding him in the <laughs> trial. Everyone was talking about what, what were they doing pulling him out of that trial. But good effort. Uh, too good beyond. last race beyond again. Uh, Jenny gets in light. They go out hard and well, he's maybe the track had evened up by this stage because he just whoops on them like uh, no other horse did on the day. And he was too good. Um, what else do we want to say here? Zushak, I thought it was terrific uh, riding a hot speed and uh, he had work to get across there and stuck on. So Joe's got him going well wet or dry. Uh, much, much better. He's battled on quite nicely there as well. But... Ah, uh, the end of a long day, we had the slippies on by now. <laughs> <laughs> this looking was the, the, Looking sh- for the dressing gown. but This was the night meeting. <laughs> this was the
0: night meeting, the second half of the day.
1: Yeah, so a good win, a good first up win and he, he might have more to offer.
0: Okay, there's dynamic impact. Let's go and hear from Glenn Lobb. Uh, Bjorn Baker was in Melbourne yesterday, Glenn Lobb's part of the team and also Jenny Duggan.
10: We were pretty confident just cold ride let him come with one run uh, blinkers have really turned him around i think he's only probably had about six runs with the blinkers now and that's his fourth win uh, with the blinkers on
0: and you've got a girl there jenny duggan who's riding really well with just 51 and a half on yeah. the horse's back yeah it was uh yeah very handy that we can get someone to ride as light as that and
10: take the claim um jenny rode for bjorn early on like probably about eight years ago right Um, she used to ride cantonese and a real prince and a few other horses we had there early on and then she had the break obviously and um, but now yeah good to have her back on
6: i'm so grateful like i said all the support Uh, the baker team was real confident with this horse leading into today and baker even said you have to ride him at 51 and a half so a nice bath last night and we got it done.
2: So, yeah, super happy. Was it tough for you to ride at 51 and a half? Not really, no. Just a light sweat the night before and that's it. And you rode him cold and, and he came home with a terrific turn of foot. I mean, Nash been winning all these races today and you just beat him in a finish. Yeah, well, that's it. I think
6: that was the, the plan the whole time. He gets back in his races and hot tempo up front. So, yeah, he, we knew he was going to unleash with a good finish. All
0: right, so that is the 10-race uh, program. Today, the Goulburn Cup, and we get to see Art Cadeau. Uh, next start since winning the Osco, $3.50. Tommy Berry can't ride. The restrictions open up when? Tomorrow? Oh, I think they might be
1: the first as he can ride there tomorrow. He put an application in. Oh, oh, come on. Give him a day. The, the combination like that, it's a, one of the stories of the... Of anyway, course. they've got Jeff a job. Jeff on. They've got a job to do, but that's... Tommy would have loved to have rode him, he loves that horse.
0: $200,000, Goulburn Cup, Yep. Uh, that is the market for, and it's the last race on the programme, it's race eight. It's a competitive race, there won't be a pushover, you know, Kerwin's lane's
1: going well, ready to peak and Steely goes well, he's, he's on target for the gong or something I'd suggest. Um, Alright. Good race.
0: It's coming up to 10 o'clock here on Thoroughbred Weekly, we're going to take a break, when we come back Mark is going to join us to go through Derby Day and also a preview of the Melbourne Cup.
11: girl now is unleashing down the outer at the 200. Wilson's prom. Briganton grabbed by fangirl. Fangirl up to Briganton. 100 metres to go. Daily Bugle late, but fangirl's coming away. McDonald looks over the shoulder. She's home. Fangirl won the first easily from Briganton. Daily Bugle daisies into the clear. Do sir and yearning down the middle. Barb Raider at the 200 metres with daisies. Do sir and then yearning. Daisies kicks in. 100 metres to go. Extends. Willowy is flashing home, Daisy's in front, but Willowy's a big threat. Willowy, Willowy's got up to win from Daisy's do-sir and yearning. Oxley Road giving a slap with the whip, but it's Waywood. Lugs in on top of Kemmel. Passer. Isaurian over on the far side is lifting. Just a canter's running on. Isaurian at the 50. Kemmel Passer fights back. Just a canter drives at the boat. Just a canter may have just won, just a canter in the middle from Kemmel or I saw in, it's a three way photo Ballistic Lover lets down just in front with swats that and right up along the inside, Minhaj then Diva Maleva in September run, Minhaj drove through at the 100 from Ballistic Lover, swats that Maleva. Minhaj in front for J Mack, looking to bring the punters home and he will, Minhaj won it from Ballistic Lover, Maleva third
0: then Diva. Okay so that was uh, part of the card, we We'll get to the group ones in a moment. Mark Guest is joining us from Melbourne to review Derby Day and preview the Melbourne Cup. Mark, how was Derby Day?
12: Oh, look, it was, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, we had um, all those group ones, four group ones, and just so competitive, the, uh, the racing. We had uh, some of the stars down from Sydney, the jockeys, and um, performed very well. Uh, James McDonald riding four winners, which actually um, equaled uh, Michael Clarke's record of four winners on Derby Day. And that's since 1950. So it was an outstanding um, day for James McDonald, and the, uh, the the horses really uh, really went well. We had some Sydney horses come down and uh, competed so well. So it was um, it was a great day. I think everyone was at the track. I spoke to a few people last night that were there, and they said it was uh, it was outstanding. Okay, uh, Mark, I'd like
0: to hand you over to Ron Doversy.
1: <laughs> well, one wag said, I mean, James McDonald will have the uh... The Premiership wrapped up in Melbourne by the end of the week.
0: <laughs>
1: what did you think of Derby Day? Uh, look, I think obviously they lacked a, f- a, f- a few, it's, it's always a great day's racing, uh, they, they lacked a few of the horses that you'd like to see there, to, to just for the competition, but I think they got through it very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fangirl I thought it was fantastic, Chris has just held back. He could have easily run her in the in the flight stakes, uh, but he's always got a plan in his head, and I'm saying obviously that was the plan that can tick him over into the autumn mm-hmm. and treat her like a an improving good horse. And I don't know what to think of the Oaks. So I I I I want to can't get my head around that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep,
12: Mark. Yeah, Fangirl was outstanding. I thought you um, know it was back in the field, and they did run along a little bit early, and it did set it up somewhat, but. The way she dashed away from a carbine club field and and not many Phillies go there, let alone win it. And she dominated, and I know it wasn't the, um, the carbine club we've seen of yesteryear. year, horses like Saintly have won the uh, have won the carbine club, but still, you've still got to beat them, and you beat them easily. Brigantine's no slouch, and it, it uh, ran a very good race, finishing second. But Fangirl, I think the worlds are oyster in the in the autumn, like you said, Ron. I think there's um, some good races, even getting up to 2,000 metres, like the um, the 2,000 metre race Group One during the uh, the Sydney Carnival. I think that's be ideal for her. So that that was uh, that was a good. Um, that was a good performance by Fangirl, clearly the standout in that race. In regards to the Wakeful Stakes, uh, Willowy it did change the whole um, dyna- dynamics of the um, the Oaks, with um, Willowy going right up near the top of the charts now with a Lucif Express. There's a couple of horses out of the Wakeful Stakes that won't go there. Yearning is going to go to the paddock, and uh, Barb Raider it won't be taking its place place in the Oaks also. But Willowy's got to be a chance. I thought Daisy's battled on quite well too. It did tend to. Roll in a little bit uh, once it hit the front, so I'm sure you're going to see a, another very good performance from Daisies. But Willowy deserves to be right up there at the top with that strong performance coming through a um, a provincial run, a maiden. And it's uh, a dom- having said that, it did dominate that race up in Sydney. Uh, did you think it had the sort of um, could measure up to the Wakeful Stakes run after what you saw up in Sydney?
1: Yeah, look, I, I look, she just come out of a, a maiden at Newcastle, so I didn't know how to line those filly ups, fillies up. I was Phillies up over the over the distance and. I, I didn't, yeah, to tell you the truth, I, I I didn't do a lot of form on that race, uh, but she come out with timing on her side, didn't she?
0: Here's another yeah. horse, here's another horse, Mark, who came out of a maiden, just a maiden, at Newcastle. Colette, she won an Oaks 12 months ago to the day. She was the Golden Eagle victor, and here she is winning an Empire Rose.
12: Yes, and a very emotional victory for jockey Damien Oliver. I mean, he had an outstanding day with the two Group Ones, but this this was a great ride. Sat back, they they ran along here It really set it up for horses, uh, good horses back in the field that could pick them up and win, but uh, Oliver to keep uh, riding for those splits and got them and got up, I thought it was an outstanding uh, performance, considering there's punters out there, or people out there think that she's um, so much better on a wet track. You could argue that and say, yes, she is, but that was a great win. Uh, Mystic Journey, lost Noah Morris, good old Betty, she's in, uh, in, in known as, around the stables. She put in another good run, and she, she had a great campaign leading into this, and Hungry Heart from well back in the field. I think it was a really good setup. the way it uh, finished off uh, strongly. Uh, out of the race, uh, Harmony Rose pulled up in the Lame and the Off Four, And I thought um, Mirror Vision stuck on very well, considering there was a a lot of speed on and still a star had EIPH. What does Hungry Heart do after that performance? Would she go to a McKinnon or maybe a matriarch next week? Yeah, well, the
1: McKinnon McKinnon may be falling apart a little bit, just trying to read between the lines. So maybe that is a lovely target for a mare like her. Um, A great training performance. She had that setback coming into this preparation, Colette. So... James and the team have done a great job with her. And what a ride by Ollie. Yeah, I mean, he was terrific yesterday. Well, they might, probably should have nearly won the derby. Uh, and Steinem was the other one that caught my eye. Uh, maybe that matriarch stakes, 2,000 metres. That was only her seventh start. And we know how they train their middle distance horses. So I've got my eye on that Frankelmare Steinem probably for the matriarch if she goes there.
12: Yeah, I think Flying Mascot's one to watch out for too. It uh, won well at Mooney Valley and then I thought it did a pretty good job taking the work up to the uh, those leaders uh, and uh, only sort of tired the last little bit. So I think there's um, it's only having its tenth start. So from the uh, Tom Dabbinging stable, keep an eye out for her.
0: OK, well, Cox Plate one week, Derby the next. Johnny Allen. Johnny Allen. Uh, Hitotsu for Kieran Maher and David Eustace. Now, Mark, there's some crazy stat. This horse who went from a Caulfield guineas to a derby when was the last time that was done
12: yeah well look it's not something that they do normally um, I think um, they couldn't they wanted to run it again but um, the trainer David Eustace said uh, well the co-trainee just said that there's not much to him we just couldn't have another run into him so they just um, we they knew he could sprint pretty well after watching the guineas it's just whether he stayed and they just hoped that that would happen, and, and good ride by Johnny Allen. He just waited back in the field, got the right run at the right uh, the right time, and was uh, was a little bit too good. So uh, well done. He's won the uh, Cox Plate one week, and and now come out and won the in the Victoria Derby. I thought um, forgot you might not have stayed. It didn't have the the best run, but still, I'm not sure whether it stayed stayed the distance there. And uh, there was a couple of other runners I thought was a uh, uh, Gunstock pulled up with uh, lame in the off four, and um, Hytotsu, by the way, had a laceration to his tongue, if you saw a little bit of blood there, that was the reason there. And there was uh, John Allen, he was suspended from that race, and he'll be out till, until the um, Ride Cup day, and then out until the, uh, the 10th, the 10th of the November.
1: Boy, can't he ride a stay, uh, Johnny Allen, what a year he's had. <clears throat> Just patience personified there. And a great training performance, and, you know, he, he's obviously a talented horse. Uh, second horse was unlucky i think well he got in that trouble on that first turn and went for home and you could make a case he he should have fought that finish right out there but i think it i know it's a sydney had a game but it just frank's this profondo form you know like Allegren, he beat a obviously in the champion states and raging bulls run a bottler there and he was six lengths away in that race as well so it just points to that profondo we can't wait to see him back um, in, in the autumn, uh, because that all that derby forms around him.
0: Now to the, uh, the Coolmore. The only three-year-old to run in the Everest this year was Home Affairs, and he went to Melbourne and trounced them in the Coolmore.
12: Yeah, what a performance. Um, look, when he had that, um, that run in front, um, with those couple of little gear changes, Chris Waller, the genius move with the nose roll first time, put the tongue tie as well. And look, he never looked like losing. He just travelled along beautifully. They weren't going on slow, uh, slowly, and he just bolted away. I mean, the time was outstanding. 1.87 for a Coolmore Stud Stakes. I mean, that's uh, just an amazing victory, really. It was one of the uh, highlights of the day, the way he did score. I thought, you know, Bruckner uh, got held up for a little bit of room and and hit the line very well. And uh, Artorias, that's what Artorias does. He misses the start, but he finished the race off like he he normally does. There's a big race in him, just don't know when it's going to be, and one that came down from Sydney, who ran super last time, was Overpass. I think it could have nearly run second with a little bit of luck. It just got held up for a fair way. Only got out the last 200 metres and finished off quite well. But all honours with the winner, Home Affairs. What would he be worth now? 40 million?
1: Oh, unbelievable win. And you're right. What about the time? You know, the Lynn go run 110.06. Oh, uh, 110.06, I should say. And He's run 1873, and a three-year-old, and, and what a dominant performance. Well, and just little things. Chris put the nose roll on him. He put a tongue tie on him. Just those little one percenters that, uh, that that do the job. But job done with him, an explosive win. Look, you may manage James McDonald, but I'd like to be his financial advisor. Uh, if I was advising him, I'd be out there buying a few broodmares. Um, <laughs> honestly, he should, he should have five or six nice brood mares just to say, oh, home affairs can go to him and all these beautiful cults, all he's got to do. That's what these jockeys overseas yeah. used to do. Well, he's got that's a... brother. It, you call a, it superannuation. Yeah,
2: well, he's got a brother who's pretty um, switched on with his breeding, so I think oh, you might I be out I was of the job. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> how many jobs do you want?
6: Just a all question,
12: right. guys. Um, how do you rate James McDonald, as in uh, all the jockeys that we've seen over the years? I mean, how, where does he sit as far as the uh, up-the-top? Oh, only time will
1: tell, you know, he's, he's right up there with the age he is, that's for sure, if he continues on, on, on the way he's going. Well, it, no,
0: no jockey got the 50 Group
1: 1s uh, at his age. Incredible. Uh, no, he's a great rider,
0: a great rider. Uh, just we're sick of talking about him, Mark. It. I mean we're <laughs>
6: just gonna <laughs> 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 uh, uh,
0: Let's go to Superstorm. Cantala Stakes, Superstorm bursting through to get this victory.
12: Yeah, well, this is Ollie at his brilliant best. I mean what a race. This this is what handicap racing is all about. Um, the uh Cantala Stakes like <laughs> horses at 52, only beaten less than a length. Um, and the other, one of the other favourites um, was only beaten Mr Brightside a lip. Um, just got just fractionally held up a section there for Mr Brightside. I'm not sure it made any difference. Cascadian looked the winner. And Superstorm got that split and, and got the money. Ice Bath, who you could argue is better on a wet track, she's just flying at the moment, Ice Bath. So there were so many good runs. Um, back in the field, King Magnus, just folk. They were good efforts as well, but look... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't say it anymore. It's good for betting uh, these type of races, and uh, Superstorm. There was a bit of backing. In fact, there was many horses yesterday that were heavily backed, and Julie got the uh, got the money, uh, no more so than Minage in the last race when winning the um, the Begonia Bell. There's a big go it. So there was um, the bookies were reeling a bit with um, a few of those horses that were well backed, and Superstorm just one of those. And Ollie, he. Picked up two Group 1s one, yesterday. Outstanding. He's 49 years of age. You wouldn't know it, and just riding as uh, as good as ever. He's up to 125 Group One wins. I mentioned James before, but what about Ollie? He just just an outstanding career so far, and there's no sign of him
0: stopping really. There was another. There was another milestone reached. I think 24 Group Ones. Justin Cup Week, yeah. which equaled Bobby Lewis's 24.
1: Amazing. He's, he's really enjoying his riding at the moment. I think he's enjoying working with Godolphin and, and he feels part of mm. a team and that's the stage of his life he's he's at. And uh, who knows, even after riding, he might be part of that Godolphin sort of situation like a Darren Beebe and he's the ideal man for something like that. I'm not saying he should be retiring because he's riding in great, great form. I'll
0: tell you how good James MacDonald is um, or uh, how... How we will judge James McDonald. If we're still talking about James McDonald in, in 30 years from now, mm. because that, that's what we're doing with Ollie, yep. that will tell you how good James McDonald is, because that's how good Ollie is. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Look, and he's Crickets. Got, And he's got he's what a big wind up. <laughs> and it was a swing and a miss. <laughs> I, was, I,
2: was, I was just looking at Mark thinking, thirty years, I don't know where you did it. Do you still want to be managing uh, years thirty years,
0: Mark? I, 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 I was only gonna say we're Thanks, getting a bit Lizzie. we're getting a bit grayer there, guesty, aren't we? Uh, what do you do?
12: I mean I no. I manage I've got to do it with McDonald every day. My hair's getting greyer and greyer. Yeah. Yeah, you anything about it now, but believe me. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, that's that. I'm thunderstruck form again with Super uh, Superstorm there. Barriers 14, 15, and 16 uh, trifected that race. Race with well judged rides and Ice bath. What a bonnie man! Another placing in a two million dollar mm. race, and she was terrific.
0: Uh, We're going to come back. We haven't shown you the Hotham yet. Great House got into the Melbourne Cup by winning the Hotham. Let's uh, take a break and come back and Mark Guest is going to go through his thoughts for the big one on Tuesday. Okay, let's go to the uh, Hotham handicap. Uh, Great House uh, made his way into the Melbourne Cup field by winning this, Mark Guest.
12: Yeah well this is the ticket into the, uh, into the Melbourne Cup and he probably would have made it anyway but still he had to run to, just to make sure he did get in, the, uh, to get in the field and I thought it was a pretty good win. The fact that um, he had to lump a little bit of weight from back in the field and Mankayan's a pretty handy galloper and there's no doubt um, I'll be looking at Mankayan next year. There's a race in him somewhere like a, a nice handicap race but great house to pick him up and do this. In this type of race, the Hotham Handicap, which um, traditionally has a reasonable record when you go into the uh, into the Melbourne Cup. I mean, the last one to do it, to do the double, was shocking. Who dropped to a low weight and won the Cup in uh, 2009. But Brew did it, of course, as well, uh, in, back in 2000. And there's been other horses along the way that have uh, run so well in the Melbourne Cup. My lucky day was one of them, after winning the uh, the Hotham Handicap. So when they drop to this low weight, carry a bigger weight in the, uh, in the Hotham Handicap, and then they drop to this 50-51, they start to become a little bit dangerous, and then on the quick backup, which um, you know, there's punters out there who love um, betting on horses that are on a quick backup. They can run well, so I'm not um, I'm not discounting Great House at all with the fact that it's drawn a. I know barriers don't play too much of a part in a, in a Melbourne Cup, but I like to see them draw soft, so then they can have a an economical run, and that's where I think Great House will do. He'd be yeah, you know, midfield probably at best, and uh, just save him, and then with that 50 kilograms, I think he'll run a very good race, especially in the in the care of Chris Waller.
0: All right, well if you can't, uh, you can't find the field for the Melbourne Cup, you're not trying, but here it is. Here's the field, 24 runners. Let's put it up on the screen and then we'll give you the market. So that's the, uh, the first to 12 uh, twilight payment back for another crack at the Melbourne Cup. Uh, let's get to the market. Now, tongue in cheek, jokingly, after the Brisbane Carnival, we were referring to incentivise. Oh, here's Farlap. Here, here he is, here's Farlet. That's right. He's gonna sh- start the shortest price favourite since Farlet. Yes. Get your head around that. Incredible. Get your head around that. I was watching a trusted
1: news service last night, watching the news, just finished the work, it was late night news and mm. the, the headlines were the cup favourite suffers a huge blow with the wide draw in the cup. Incentivizes <laughs> a huge blower, they said it was a, a disaster.
0: He's drawn out barrier 16. <laughs> I <laughs> want to turn, turn the channel. I just here's <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, the Caulfield Cup. Here's the Caulfield Cup.
12: Uh, yeah, well, he's just too good. I mean, he can do anything. This this galloper, well, he hasn't been over 3200 meters, but look, the way he goes through the line. It was on a fast speed, he was on pace, bolted in. Like, it's just got the right... Um, everything just looks like he'll be right there at the finish. Even though it's the 200 metres, it's going to be a hot day. Up on the speed's probably going to be an advantage. Uh, Persan battled on quite well in, the, in that race. Great House was over near the inside. I thought he put in a good performance as well. But uh, I just can't take anything away from incentivising. He can go off a slow speed, he can sprint. And on a fast speed, he can withstand the pressure. Um, another 800 metres is um, the only query for mine. I think that's the only chink I've got with um, with um, Incentivise. The fact, even though he has drawn wide, but he'll go forward and um, slot in somewhere. Maybe he might have to take up the lead at some point. But I, I just find, looking at that, he's just too hard to beat. What do you think, Ron and Lizzie?
1: Well, how, how can you? look behind him out of that race, usually we replay this Caulfield Cup 10 times, 20 times, we look at every runner, we dissect, can you try and make a case for him, this year you just drop the form and say, now how can you go with anything behind him in that race,
0: even with the extra distance, uh, uh, it's nearly impossible, you've got to look elsewhere. That's it, that's, that's all the time you need to spend on the Caulfield Cup this year. It looks that way. Um... You, you haven't seen him yet.
2: I haven't, but I've <laughs> watched him plenty of times, and he just he just keeps going. A couple of people I've spoken to as well have always speak to uh, just you know explained what he looks like physically. But uh, I just think he, when you're looking at him as a racehorse and the way that he travels up, and you think, oh well, this you know that something could get past him today, and he doesn't, and he just keeps finding. And the way he won that Caulfield Cup was so impressive. Yep, he looks he looks hard to beat. I want to know Mark's tips, though.
0: We haven't. We haven't we're going to have to be patient.
2: I need to write them down. We're going to
0: have to be patient. We've got more replays <laughs> to go through. Have we're going to wait fight... thirty years for that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what
2: was that? <laughs> I missed that one. Uh,
0: here's Spanish Mission now. Spanish Mission was in some doubt as of yesterday, Mark.
12: Yeah. Well, they're going to do another inspection tomorrow, the vets, uh, just to make sure everything's a okay with Spanish Mission, and that's that's fair enough too. I mean, but look, um, it's. They don't think it's anything serious, well, obviously it's not anything serious, but he passed yesterday. So, um, you know, on this performance, this is against Stradivarius. And we know how good Stradivarius is. He's been dominant over there in England for many years. And to only finish so close behind him, it's, a, it's an outstanding run by Spanish Mission. And he's got form around um, Santiago. And Santiago defeated Tiger Moth last year. And Tiger Moth came out and was so close in last year's Melbourne, Melbourne Cup behind Twilight Payment. So there's a marry up there. So I can see Spanish Mission running well. I think he's going to be back, he normally gets back in his races, and uh, with it being 29 degrees, I'm not sure whether he's ever seen that sort of temperature, but a hot day back in the field on a firm deck, uh, look, I, I, just with these little, the fact that the vets have been looking at him, I'm a little bit worried about him, but you can't knock that form, that's, uh, that's, world cl- that's first class. Uh,
0: let's go back to last year's Melbourne Cup, uh, what's the reports on last year's winner Twilight Payment?
12: Yeah, well, look, he's had that lead-up run uh, like he did last year, and he did all the work. There was a tearaway leader over in the Eastern Ledger, and he just he just kept coming um, um, Twilight payment. He was only narrowly, narrowly defeated. So, in my view, I think he's going just as good as what he did last year um, to do all that work up to it. And then look what he did last year in the Melbourne Cup. It was outstanding. Per Sam was over near the inside, battled on well. And I have to mention, out of last year's race, two horses as well. Uh, the chosen one who was beautifully ridden by Daniel Stackhouse. Well, the Chosen One ran in the Caulfield Cup and things just didn't go right. He was very keen throughout. Damien Lane said he he didn't settle at all. So I I think you can dismiss the Chosen One on that shifting deck as well, which was at Caulfield. With the firm service at uh, at Flemington, the Chosen One, you could throw him in. If you're taking a big uh, big trifecta or or a first four, he's one you could throw into your multiples. And the other horse, very elegant. I mean, how good was she last year with her back in the field, had to make up all that, uh, all that ground? If she could um, get slot into a position somewhere not too far back, well then she's got, her class could shine through. But, um, but twilight Payment, he's got to be right in it.
0: Uh, let's have a look at the, uh, the Bart Cummings. This was won by Grand Promenade.
12: Yeah, look, it was a, a very good run here. He sat, on, sat just behind Pondus and it was a very, very good tempo. And he just uh, got to the front, you know, at 200, 300 metres out and bolted away. So, uh, look, he's, he's got a great chance. Keren McAvoy's on board. He's aiming for the record, equal the record with uh, Bobby Lewis and Harry White of four wins in the Melbourne Cup. He could have ridden Derby Day, but it chose to be a cup day to try and make history. And Graham Promenade could do that. I'm not, he would have been a little bit upset when he saw the barrier last night, 21. But four barrier 21s have won in the last 20 years or so.
0: OK, now Lizzie's been waiting for them, here they are. Mark Guest, Melbourne Cup selections.
12: Yeah, well I can't go past him, I, I just every which way I look at it, incentivised just stands out by, uh, easily. Um, twilight Payment, I know he's got a big weight and there's only three horses out of 84 starters since metrics that have won the Melbourne Cup with 57 kilograms or more. Golden Black, Think Big and the great Maccabi Diva. Uh, great house. I, I love that run through the um, through the uh, the Hotham. Dropping to 50 kilograms gives him a chance, and Very Elegant. I can't leave her out. Her class could shine through, and be a very popular win if she could score. So it's too incentivised for me.
0: Okay, you having a crack yet, champ? I'm going to do a, a lot more
1: work on it today. No, obviously, it's going to be hard to tip against the favourite, mm. but I think Very Elegant is going to be right up there with her class. Just whether. Chris has just trained her, just took the sting out of her in the Cox Plate, whether he's trained her for the two mile. He was sort of afterthought last year, but
0: he may have just trained her for the race this year. Wonder what would be pick of the yard if you were I there. I
2: wonder, we shall never know. Never know.
0: <laughs> That's it, thanks Mark, thank you. Have a good Cup Day. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. And um, enjoy Melbourne Cup Day. Thank you guys. Thank yep. you. Another big day coming up on Saturday, when we'll be back at Rose Hill for Golden Gift Day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.